Yeah, uh, Cal lives in Victoria, and I live in Nanaimo. So I love Nanaimo, and I love Victoria. Victoria is the only city where you can go downtown and be prevented from going into a parking lot because there's a cougar in there. Too much energon. Too much energon, like this podcast. (laughs) The beasts are here, McLeod, for the gathering. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. Somebody's better stay out of my way. Blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Big time Gary himself. Man, these things look like toys. Maximal! Does that mean transform? Gator, what have you done? I am transformed. Sigma balls, Gary! <laughs> And welcome to episode 128 of Too Much Energy on the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain, somewhere hidden on planet Energon. I am, as always, the Siege, one of your hosts. And coming to you from one of um, Tarantulas' uh, many unknown secret layers, uh, I'm NeoCal, your other host. Uh, this week on Too Much Energy on, we. Originally, we're going to start talking about the Japanese Beast Wars, but uh, in celebration of the the show's uh, third anniversary, I decided to uh, reach out to a friend of the show, uh, Candice, been on the show many times before, Candace and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, ask if, um, well, Gary Chalk himself would be interested in being on the show, and he agreed. And so, what's about to follow is our. Uh, our interview with Gary Chalk, and well, here it is. Too much energy. So, on this episode of Too Much Energy, on we are here with a couple of guests. Uh, one making her return to Too Much Energy. On she's been on the show a few times now. Is a friend of the show, Candice. Hello. Sorry, I was muting my mic because my cat keeps crying. I don't want to pe- keep picking it up. So, hi guys, great to be back. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Everyone loves a cat cameo. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're they're quite common. Yeah. And uh, that voice that you heard is the voice of Optimus Primal himself, Gary Chalk. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, this is my first time here, so be gentle with me. I, uh, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be gentle. No. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, because big tough guy, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Big time Gary, as I've uh, nicknamed the Optimal Optimus form from season three. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> it's wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for having me, you guys. This is great. I, I, uh, I love it. It's yeah, uh, th- a lot. Thank, yeah, thank you for being here. It uh, really means a lot. Um, so to get started, uh, uh, how did you... I'll, I'll ask a bunch of like boring questions first and we'll just kind of see where the <laughs> conversation goes. What uh, boring questions? There's no such thing. How did you, uh, uh, how did you get started, uh, uh, doing the voice of Optimus Primal? Now I know you would have had an existing relationship with mainframe doing a voice on yeah. reboot. Correct. Did that play a right. part in it? And, uh, well, I don't tell, know if that played a part in it, but I, I know that I did very well with reboot with, um, 
I had several characters in the show and they were quite popular. And so I had that kind of a history with those guys, but that was the first time I'd met them. Um, uh, I, uh, McPherson and, uh, and, and Gavin Blair and all those at, at the, at, at uh, mainframe, which were wonderful. And, uh, and uh, what did I say? Well, the way it started was I, I, I don't know if I want to go the whole long, boring history of it, but I started cartoons back in 1982. Oh, wow. It was my, my first cartoon. And that was a, a cartoon called Hiawatha, and it was for Kenner Classics. <clears throat> and I, I'd never done it before. You can find it. You can actually find clips of it on inter, on the internet, on YouTube. And um, I, I remember played, clips of it. Huh? I remember seeing clips of it here yeah i played hiawatha and i played his dad and oh, cool. Um, yeah so i played a couple of characters and i played an old woman in there too and and, and the bad guy <laughs> so it was a, it was a lot of fun and i thought i love this and i'm going to continue on with it and i moved back to vancouver and uh i tried out for a thing called tech force didn't work out tried out for another thing it didn't work out and then i they said well we want voice matches and i went voice matches so i did that with gi joe and uh, i listened to some of the the shows and watched some of the shows and and voice matched some of them and i ended up doing several characters on the gi joe series and then that led to other series like Beanie and cecil and kissy fur and all this and then along came the mainframe thing and uh they liked them the improv in mainframe uh, with uh, with hack and slash, you know, <laughs> I love that character. He's so much fun, you know. I'm like a vital going to hold me, you know. All those things <laughs> that, that we used to throw into into the um, into the cartoon, which made it work very well, and end up getting several characters. And then um, and then uh, this one came along, this Beast Wars Transformers, and I'd heard of Transformers because I did commercials for Transformers back in in the you know generation two way back then oh, so i, I knew about yeah, i think i remember that yeah remember those transformers generation two no oh, i didn't realize that i didn't realize that was you <laughs> yeah i remember me. those commercials remember those commercials yeah. yeah so that was a long time ago but anyway so i uh i had no idea about about beast wars i had but i knew that mainframe was doing it and it looked like it was going to be a lot of fun and so i uh I went in and read for Megatron. I read for um, I read for Optimus Primal. I read for Rhinox. I read for all these different characters. And originally, they wanted me to be Megatron, and they wanted David K to be uh, Optimus Primal. Oh, interesting. Then, but then I think Sue Blue was directing the first ones, the first season or two. And Sue said, I want you to make it like this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And so I followed all her directions for, for, um, for Optimus Primal. And um, I, I did exactly what she said. And then uh, she goes, that's Optimus Primal. And David, yes, you are Megatron. So that's how it worked out. 
And it was so much fun. And, and uh, David was uh, just a riot in the show uh, as, um, as Megatron. As a matter of fact, every person, that's the one thing that I find that I found very unique about our series, the Beast Wars series, was that every voice in that show was unique. Oh, absolutely. It had, a, it had its own character, its own color, its own tone. It wasn't like, you know, they all sounded like machines and they all have this kind of a voice and they all would blah, 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 blah. Or you don't know, you know. But everyone had a different voice and a different color. And it just, it made it so much more interesting where you could tell who was talking by the tone of their voice. Without you know, even I, looking at it, at who's without talking. Without even yeah. looking at it. I mean, you could always tell who Silverbolt was. And you could always <laughs> tell who, you know, uh, what's her face? Uh, the the uh, Pauline's air razor, razor, and uh, and uh, tarantulas and uh, black arachnia. They and uh, and Dinobot. They all every one of them had their own unique voice, and that's one thing I really loved about that show. And then uh, the, the whole hiring process was um, amazing. I'll I'll be very quick. The whole hiring process was I went in, they read like, you know, a couple hundred people for these things. They narrowed it down and narrowed it down. Five auditions or five callbacks or four callbacks later, I can't remember. They narrowed it down to me and David, and then I got it, and David got the other one to put it down. Okay. <laughs> so you still had to audition is what you're telling us. Oh, yeah. I've, been, I've had to audition for every single show that I've ever done. I've never been, you know, they've never said, oh, no, I tell a lie. Uh, Cybertron, I think, was the only one I never had to audition for. So they even made you uh, re-audition for Beast Machines? Uh, no. Beast Machines, yeah. were, 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 they, they just, um, every iteration was, this, was, the characters were the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't make it because they were all by the same company. They were just re, uh, um, re, I hate to say, reanimating. They're not zombies, but reanimating <laughs> the series, you know. And, uh, and Well, some uh, of them are. <laughs> yeah, some of them are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's that's how that went. And, uh, and from then on, I did the, um, you know, Cybertron, Energon, those other... Uh, uh, iterations of the transformers gen one transformers and um carried on to do a lot of cartoons after that yeah i remember when uh transformers armada came out and i like just caught like a random episode of it and i noticed that you were optimus prime and david k was megatron i'm like oh that cool <laughs> how did yeah, that come was, uh, how did that come about over. anyway Oh, they uh, they wanted me to come in and do the show, but they wanted me to they wanted me to do um, Peter Cullen's voice. They wanted the Peter Cullen kind of robot, right? Voice. Right. But I said, but I am monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I am not truck. I am monkey. <laughs> monkey. And uh, monkey. they said, I'm not going to be the truck. So I I tried that. I did that. But you can still tell that that it's my voice and it's not Peter Cullen's voice. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I got to be honest with you. I had a, a really hard time with those those uh, shows because they were 
so different from the beast wars that I'm used to. And I, I love doing prelay because I put all my own stuff in it, my own, you know, intentions and whatnot. And with the, with the, um, the, uh, the looping, you have to, um, you have to fit within the loops. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like animation that's already like pre-existing and someone's already done that voice and another right, language. Another voice. So, yeah. So gotta... yeah, I've heard it in German. The funniest thing I heard <laughs> it was in Thai. I oh. My, oh, I need to go hunting for that. My character in the Thai language. It's something to watch. Even so, more difficult was you having to learn Thai to, to speak all. I know, and it was so hard. It took so I tell you a funny story. I was uh, in Mexico. They dub all the shows into, into Spanish. And um, I, I was on holiday in Playa del Carmen. And the, uh, the girl behind the counter who does the, um, you know, the excursions, like to the ruins and stuff, she goes, oh, my dear, oh, my dear, like this. And I says, what? She says, you, you're on the, you're on the shows. And I said, yes, I am. She says, your Spanish is fabulous. <laughs> and I said, I don't speak Spanish. And she goes, yes, you do. I saw you on TV. <laughs> she goes, no, uh, it's, a, it's a guy. And then I found out that the guy who does my voice does all my shows. Oh, interesting. Ah, uh, so there's a Spanish Gary Chalk out there. There's a Spanish German. There's a Spanish Dutch guy. There's a Spanish Scottish guy. Because everybody knows you can't understand Scottish. No. <laughs> what do you mean? That's amazing. So they got a guy for everyone. Yeah, they've they've got a guy for they've well some guys you know they keep conformity well, like uniformity with the uh, with the shows so they always have the same guy and they go no I've watched you on TV I've seen you your Spanish is perfect the and they get that same voice actor to to dub yeah over <laughs> on interviews and <laughs> well, stuff well I've heard my voice and and I've heard my my character in in Germany in in, in German he goes. So Megatron, we be, we get this Morgan like that. That's exactly how he sounds. Just like that, <laughs> amazing. Right. Megatron. We, we clearly need it. to watch more Beast Wars <laughs> in other languages. Oh, it's it sounds like. like we've been. Uh, uh, I I work at a grocery store that's uh, like right in Nanaimo's Harbor. So, and we've been getting a lot of tourists. So, I've been hearing a lot of German in particular lately. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got a lot of German tourists up there. Yeah, yeah, cruise ships and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, BC in in general gets a lot of German tourists. There are places in BC where only German tourists go. Like I used to, I used to go to a ranch called the Flying U Ranch, and most of the people who were guests there were German. I had this one guy who was a banker from Bad Wiesbaden, and he spent six or four months a year at the ranch. Because he would love being a cowboy. Because at one time, Germans were cowboy crazy. They just love cowboy stuff. Huh. So there you go. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so do you have any, like, uh, uh, favorite memories associated with, uh, like, the recording sessions for, like, Beast Wars or Beast Machines? Like, anything, like, you like to look back on fondly? 
Oh yeah, I mean, um, just just all the all the 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 times we had in the studio where you know when Scotty McNeil would fall asleep on the floor and we'd cover him with script paper and <laughs> seen that happen and uh and then we've had um you know the 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 jokes going back and forth between Jimmy Burns and uh, Lee Toker and uh Al Willows they were all very funny guys and there was no there were no real uh, how do i how do i express it there were no real things that really stood out oh, that's because we were so intent on working on the show i mean we still had fun you know just bantering back and forth but um there were no real no real outstanding moments of uh let's say hilarity or gravity or whatever um I remember one time storming out of the studio uh -oh. because because the bass, the subwoofer bass from from uh, Motley Crue, was making me ill. Oh. But I don't think that was at Pinewood. That was at uh, Little Mountain and Little Mountain Sound. The sound because you couldn't hear it in the studio in the control room but you could feel it in the floor and you could feel it in your stomach and it was like that and it would just make everybody really irritable and they said what the <laughs> <laughs> out throw your headphones off and run out the door but that didn't happen very often i've had uh, a lot of funny moments on other shows but but uh, transformer was pretty serious did you um did you guys all record together in the same studio yes. or did you oh you did okay because i know everything uh, was done ensemble which made which was the other thing that made it great because there were a lot of um well basically organic moments like the the, the script comes alive and the people in the script become alive because they're there talking to each other and um the the thing was as long as you left a a little uh, uh, beat to uh, an edit cut, let's say, uh, you could carry on the conversation back and forth. And sometimes, like for Scotty McNeil, it was very difficult because a lot of times he'd be talking to himself. I was going to yeah. say, it was probably amusing watching him bicker with himself at times. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes, oh, Black Arachnia, I love you. I adore you. What are you talking about? Don't go near him. Oh, we're all gonna die, and he'd be do, playing all these characters, and he'd go back and forth. And I'm going, how the hell does he stay on top of this? <laughs> right. <Close> you. <laughs> but uh, he did. Uh, and it was cool. Uh, how did you feel about the um, like how Optimus Primal as a character progressed? Because like where he was at say the beginning of Beast Wars to where he was like all the way like five seasons later, all the way to the end of Beast Machines, he went through quite a huge arc. Well, the at first it was you know it was basically he was like the dad or uncle to all these other guys, you know, to these younger guys and trying to hold him in place and being a leader. And that was cool. I like that. And the second one was again the you know the conflicts uh, the conflicts uh, increased or got uh, got stronger or more intense. And that was I think was it season 
was it season two or three with the death of Dinobot? Was that season two? Remember? It was season two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually uh, interviewed the uh, writer of that episode, Ian Weir, uh, yeah. some time ago. It's quite a tremendous, that was a tremendously, you know, uh, dramatic episode. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, you really had to dig, dig for your acting chops for that and get it, and get it on. And it was, it was very exciting and very fulfilling. There was lots of action. And some of the stuff of me turning into a real gorilla, that was a, that was another good one that I really enjoyed. The Call of the Wild, I think it was called, or something. Yeah. And um, and then I think in season three, the, if it's if I'm not mistaken, it started to get a little bit more introspective and a little bit more of a navel gazer. It got really esoteric, mm-hmm. and that's when I I think that's when uh, the the, the uh, Amazon would. Oh, I can't remember her character's name. The one with the green, the red hair and the, or green hair and the, the, the plants making all the plants. Oh, and Beast Machines. Um, yeah. Botania or Botanica. Huh? Botanica. Botanica. There we go. That was a sort of a weird relationship with, uh, with her. And then as it progressed, I, I started to get more and more, for lack of a better word, zen. Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. When we had covered like Beast Machines, a very unpopular opinion, but I was like, man, I'm I'm really liking this Zen like like inner peace kind of uh, yeah kind of the primal that's going on. Yeah, it was very complete, com- you know. And um, I I thought, are we are we veering away from from what we're about are we are we are we not uh the the action figures that we were before are we not into it or we're just going because i don't i didn't know if that uh that period that zen period i didn't know if it was going to have legs or not you know as far as the story arc goes because Mm -hmm. how far can you go with that if something has to that's fair yeah you know, something has to something has to happen. A conflict has to happen in order to keep the story rolling. If it gets too internal and right. too in that way, then the story will start to basically fade away. I or think that's why a lot of people, because they they had the Beast Wars, and it's not called Beast Peace, and they. <laughs> They felt like conflicted watching like beast machines, right? Because he's trying to be like yin yang. Yeah. And uh, Megatron's getting like worse and worse and worse and like genocidal. And hmm. yeah, we call we uh, we referred to Megatron and beast machines as space Hitler. (laughs) Well, I mean, he (laughs) he, he's pretty bad in in that, right? (laughs) And um, but that's what I mean. If he gets worse and worse and worse where what is the turning point what is the what is the 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 how far can it go before the maximals say now hold on a second you're just getting a little bit too big for your britches mister you know it's literally to, when he becomes literally. the planet <laughs> i mean it's, oh, I know, like god 
Well, and I think we the, got the, giant we got giant Megatron heads, but we didn't get giant uh, primal heads, and I feel I feel robbed. Ripped off. Yeah. Oh, I've, I ran into a kid in the park who had a Transformers, uh, you know, a uh, prime head, and I said, "Watch this." So I put his helmet on, and I went, "Transformers, transform!" And the guy went, the kid just went. <laughs> Amazing. What? Oh, it's happened. I've, I've had some. I've had some funny stuff happen with this character, riding on a bus in Victoria. Oh, I was okay. going, going down to the Empress Hotel to meet my friend and go have lunch. And I got on the bus, and it was out the farther out on the, I can't remember the name of the street. I think it was way out on Johnson Government, way out there. I said, to the, and I said to the bus driver, does this bus go down to the Empress? And he said, yes. Oh, thank you very much. And I hear, I know that voice. <laughs> I know that voice. And this guy come running up from the back of the bus. He says, you're Optimus Primal. And I said, yes, yes, I am. I knew it. <laughs> knew it. We watch it at the base all the time. He was from a Squimal thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The all the time. And I said, I knew that for that. As soon as, you, as soon as you said one word, I was like, oh, that's him. That's him. That's got to be him. And, I, and it was. But here's the thing. I thought, oh, I'm just going to have a nice, quiet bus ride and go down to the Empress Hotel. No, because now the entire bus, they're looking at me and they go, wait a minute, you're that guy, you're that guy on TV. And I said, <laughs> yeah, and he goes, no, I've seen you, you're, 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 you do all them shows, and you're on that, you're on, you do a, holy man, you, you've been in a lot of stuff. You're Colonel Chekhov on Stargate. <laughs> yeah, you were Chekhov, well, no, there was that, I was uh, Polichuk on, on Cold Squad, and and yeah, all, these yeah. other, all these people on the bus now they're all jacking and, and so I said, all I wanted to do was just go to <laughs> but it was no, kind of now funny. you're not even allowed to get off the bus you have to stay no, there and no you have to stay no no yeah. I can't I gotta go but I, <laughs> I had a good laugh I'm here I know that boy the guy comes charging up but yeah all the fun stuff that happens and all the great stuff that happens at the conventions that that's always a riot isn't it I remember a guy in, uh, I was in Australia and a guy saw me burst into tears. And I said, well, why are you crying? He said, dude, you saved my childhood. You saved my life. And I went, what? No, no. He says, yeah, yeah, you saved my life. And he says, I can't believe it, too. I can't believe you. This is amazing. And it was, it was quite emotional for him. And I was like, when, well, that's what came here. And then we uh, had a little chat for a little while, and that happens every once in a while. You, you, you know, you have no idea what an on onus is put on you. Sometimes, you know, you have to live. Sometimes up. you don't have a lot of good male role models, and you watch Beast Wars. And that's exactly right, and that, but then you have to live by it. And not not saying that I don't want to live by it because I do anyway. You know, right. but um, it's. Uh, it's a responsibility. I was reading today of somebody who met one of their heroes on, on at a at a convention who turned out to be a right complete asshole, and um, so they were very sad. Said, Never well, meet your heroes is what they say. Huh? Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes, 
or else when you do meet them, hopefully they're okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, yeah. Most of the time, uh, people that I've talked to yeah. uh, have been great, but I, I too have met a couple of jerks <laughs> before and I'm like, oh, I thought you were cool. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Oh, well. Oh, well there's anyway. always the issue of like, once you enter a certain... Uh, me, of course, having experienced this myself, once you <laughs> enter a certain level of like stardom, um, you're in random people encroaching upon your time, uh, like your bus story, right? Like it's yeah. fine to interact with people, I imagine, at conventions because yeah, yeah. you're going there for that. But it's yeah. like you just want to ride the bus, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, sounds the like you take I, it in I good stride without them. I don't have a job. That's, right? that's fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Because of them. Mm. Not because of me, because of them. Because they they watch. You know? And I will never forget that. I will never forget, never forget the people who who traveled for a long, a long while to, just to come and see you and uh, and say hello and just, even for a couple of minutes. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, yeah. I just sent off that, that little uh, video for your friend there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got an email. He's just over the moon, and I just well, I'm just say hello, you know. It's, it's it's I don't mind it. I mean, it happened to, um, every once in a while. It happened a few times. When remember when we were in England, sitting having breakfast? Yeah, yeah. This what this guy was another guy, a German guy. He says, "I know your voice. I know your voice." And then this woman comes up to me and she goes. You're on television. You're on Colonel Chekhov. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I am. Can I have your picture? I said, okay. And then we took a picture. And she goes, feeling down. And off she goes. <laughs> I just have a breakfast, Aww. you know, just random. But that happens, you know, and we, we see it a lot. But sometimes it's great, especially at the border. Yeah. You know, you, you go there. You, I remember I got pulled over with the, the dreaded secondary inspection. Uh-oh. And I got pulled into the, this. is a random thing. And then he pulled me into this office, and the guy walks up, and he goes, so where are you headed? And I said, Miami. And he said, so what are you doing there? And so I'm just going to a, a convention anime. And he goes, so what do you like? And he said, no, I'm going as a guest speaker. I'm Optimus Primal. And uh, the guy's face went beet red, and he goes, "Dude, <laughs> do the voice." So I do the voice. All of a sudden, he calls over all the customs officers and the customs guys behind the desk. It's him. It's Optimus. Do it. Do it. Do it. And so I do it, and they're just like, "Ah!" So sometimes <laughs> it can be fun. I mean, all things considered, uh, that sounds probably like one of the better border experiences that a person could have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually not a lot of fun. Um, no, usually they're not. Uh, what, what are some of your like favorite uh, like performances or bodies of work that you've done over the years? It doesn't even have to be like Beast Wars or Transformers. Related. Well, uh, Beast Wars holds a special place in my heart for me. Um, uh, Cold Squad was another one, which was, uh, I did seven years of this, of this, um, television series about, uh, old cold cases. And my mom was I, a big fan of that show. Huh? 
My mom was a big fan of that show. Yeah, I, I, I was the boss on that show, and uh, I won two awards for it, back-to-back for Best Actor. And it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I loved doing uh, uh, Stargate. It was always fun with the Russian. Mm. And yeah. cartoon. Big Stargate fan. <laughs> yeah, you Stargate? Yeah, I yeah. Love Stargate. I love so Stargate. Fun those guys that's another story but um i loved doing the sonic the hedgehog that was fun so it was one of my favorite little characters was uh grounder love that and this recent one i just did a recent car- cartoon i don't know if she has the clip still but uh i did this thing called monster hunting maniacs amazing which is, which is absolutely hilarious fun and I play this old guy named Arthur uh, Evergon or something like that. I can't remember his last name. But Arthur is an old-time monster hunter. And he <laughs> teaches these children the dangers of monster hunting. Because there's only one kind of monster. What do you think that it is? And then what do you think it is? He goes, a vampire? No. Frankenstein? No. Uh, a wolfman? No. The monster. The ones that you have to watch out for are the dangerous kind. And they went, <laughs> oh, that's cool, Grandpa. Great, thanks. But, uh, but it's, it's a very, very funny show. It's only showing in Iceland. or in, um, It's only showing in, uh, in England and uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, that sort of thing. It's a Danish show. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, got, it's looking for its U.S. and Canada release and it's uh, it's pretty hilarious if you ever see any of it. I like it. I think they have it. a clip of it on the YouTube. The must, yeah. Yeah. I'll hunt must, them down. Yeah. And that one was a that one was a favorite. I also loved a show called uh, War Planets. Seemed yeah. Yes. We War we Planets. We we did a pod uh six part podcast uh covering that show a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a it's... wild premise. <laughs> oh, I love Hey, Tom. <laughs> but I'll never forget. I went into the, I got a call from Ian, Ian uh, Pearson. And he said, I want you to come in. He's got a Lancashire accent, so pardon me. I want you to come in and, and, uh, and look at this character. And I said, okay. So I walked in, and there's this maquillage of this little lizardy guy, kind of a toady <laughs> lizard, sitting on the table. And uh, we're sitting there with a, a few people, and he goes, "Give me a voice for that." <laughs> and I said, "When now? Yes, I want a voice for that now." So I looked at it, and I looked at his face, and he had this like, you know, it was kind of a. I got something you don't, baby. Hey. And uh, so I went, hey, doll. <laughs> and he goes, right, that's the voice. And I got hired. So I always got uh, kind of used car salesman vibes from that character. <laughs> yeah. The, you, yeah. So, what, are you, what are you talking about, FEMA? Come on. <laughs> uh. But. I had replaced another person, I guess, and um, I had to re-record 
like six episodes or five episodes mm. of the show because I wouldn't even bid it. And that happened a few times. And I really liked uh, a character. Uh, there was a show called Weirdos. Did you ever see that one? I I, I remember it. I didn't watch it though. Oh, I played the mechanic, and the, and I I took it. I took I stole a character from uh, from what's that guy? And I'm, you know, I'll go real good with my taters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, um, I, played. I took the blade. I stole, I stole the sling blade character. Sling blade, sling yeah. Blade. I was a mechanic. Oh, yeah. I can see that now. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of good. I really enjoyed that. So but that was it. Yeah, so. Uh, as far as movies go, The Fly 2 was probably my best film experience in that um, it was my first lead role in the film and I got to experience all the things that lead role players get, like, you know, the, the red carpet and the, and the, uh, the premier, you know, the premieres and the, and the great, great uh, times on set with all the rest of the people and uh, the continuity of working like three months on a film was just like, it was just wonderful. I just absolutely loved it. And um, one of the most interesting ones was uh, I did a, a show, a mini series with Farrah Fawcett. I don't know if you remember her. Farrah uh, Fawcett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, the pinup girl of the century. Yeah. I got to work with her with three months. And uh, I played her husband. And it was. It was a magical experience that was just working with her. It was really wonderful. And then just recently, I uh, had another great experience with a fellow named um, Reese Reese Mayer, Jonathan Reese Mayer, the Irish actor. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, he did a, a show called uh, Tudors. I think it was. He played Henry the Eighth. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Yeah. And um, I did a movie with him called Disquiet, which is on Paramount Plus, I think. But uh, I finally got to see it. And it was uh, turned out pretty good. I played as sort of a mentor for him. And uh, it was just a, a great experience working with him. So great fun. So yeah, I, I, all I, I, you know, I, there's very, I got to be honest with you, there are very few times when I've had, you know, bad times with actors. Or bad times on productions, I can count them on literally on two fingers. But they they were you know pretty amazing. Perfect. Now but spill the beans. The time... <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I was like, perfect. You can count them on two fingers. Spill the beans. Give uh, us the... Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, one was a long time ago. There was a, a producer on a on a show, and they had gone way over. And um, I got wrapped, and it was like four in the morning. Then all of a sudden, I was unwrapped, and then I, I said, "Look, I have I have a show tomorrow. I'm sorry, I'm booked on a on a radio drama tomorrow, uh, so I can't be here tomorrow." And the producer lost his mind. We don't hire people who've got shit on their job. Like I said, we don't hire people who've got shows on, who, who work on other shows. You're mine. You belong to me. And I said, wow. no, I don't. I'm sorry, but you went three days over. I'm booked on another show. You don't like it. Tough shit. I'm out. And um, the guy oh, yeah. goes, 
what? And then the casting agent came around, what's the problem? What's going on? What's going on? And I said, look, it. it's not my fault that you're three days over on your schedule. I am booked on something else, and I'm going to do that. And if, I'm, if I finish and you still need me, then I'll come back. And so about 15 minutes went by, and the producer came back, and he goes, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm doing a radio drama. What time do you finish? Noon. Okay. How long will it take you to get to the studio? I said, 40 minutes. And he goes, 40 minutes. Yes. Yes. That will work. That will work. I'll see you. Change wow. his whole tune. Nice. Wow. Like, he switched out with his identical twin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was just so weird. It was a wait out. And then 15 minutes later, it's like, you know. It's almost you know, like you I catch can't. more flies with honey. Huh? You catch more flies with honey almost. That's it. That's it. I nearly got choked out by uh, the guy who played on uh, the television series Dead Zone. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. He played the villain. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. He nearly choked me out. He got me in a chokehold. <laughs> I guess he didn't realize, but he, he almost choked me out. I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, <laughs> stars. Hey, stop now. But uh, kind of stuff like that. I got clocked in a movie by uh, Joe Cortese. He uh, was supposed to hit me in the head with a rubber gun, but he hit me in the head with a real gun Ooh. and did me out. <laughs> Well, I saw stars. I'm lying on the ground. I'm going, what, 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 what? Yo! <laughs> what the? That's the oh, hardest rubber I ever felt. Huh? Hardest rubber you ever felt. Oh, it really hurt. I mean, I had a big gunk on my head for ages. They hit me with a 357 Magnum, which is a <sighs> great big honking gun. Yeah. And he said, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I got caught up and I just I forgot to change the gun. And I said, well, you can knock me out, you prick. <laughs> but, uh, it was okay after that. I was, I was angry for, for a couple of minutes, but uh, then I, that went all right. But it was, a, that was another one of those shoots that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of great people in it. And, uh, yeah. The concussion made it. More enjoyable, maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it was hard maybe. to remember uh, after that. Oh See, my God! That was seeing so, so many stars, everything's a good time, you know. <laughs> huh? <laughs> seeing so many stars, everything's a good time. <laughs> I know, and I was seeing more than just the stars on set. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, won't uh, take up too much more of your time. Um, do oh no, you... I'm having fun. You can edit away, <laughs> edit it all out. Uh, do you have anything? I'll be uh, more direct. I'll be more direct with your the questions that you when you ask. Oh, I'll be more direct with my answers. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> hate direct answers. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, do you? Uh, uh, have, yes. Do you have anything uh, coming up that you want to plug? Uh, not at the moment because the writer's strike or performer's strike is, uh, is on. 
Right. Uh, the last. Oh, well, yeah, I have a, the my season of um, of Riverdale is now showing on Netflix, and I have a, a sort of a regular recurring character on that show. Oh, as cool! Boss. I play the editor of a comic book company, the chief editor of a comic book company, and uh, I hire him to write comics for Pep Comics. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good character. I, I saw I on IMDb that okay. you have a. I saw on IMDb that you have a movie coming out called uh, Exile. That was uh, yes, Exile. That's with Adam Beach. It caught my uh, attention because it said that it was filmed in Powell River, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, we we it was about a guy who had to who could not be in contact with his family ever again, and the guy because he had killed the guy's family uh, in a in, in a driving accident. And the wow. guy went crazy on him and said, if you ever go anywhere near or contact your family again, I will kill them. And that's why it was called Exile. And I was a, one of the, um, I was the chief of police for the town in Powell River. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I had a great scene with this, this guy named Kaimo, who was a First Nation guy, who was actually doing pretty well film-wise, but it was his first show that he'd ever worked on. Oh. And... Uh, we had a blast. Now he's fighting forest fires up north. But, but um, oh, he's he one of the huh? One of the people fighting the uh, the rampant fires going on up here. Oh, I know, and it's just it's crazy out there. With him. but he's a he's a, a seasoned veteran of forest firefighting. He's a hell of a guy. I quite like him. A lot of firefighting going on in BC right now. BC is oh kind of a God. place. <laughs> Every time you turn around, it's another fire, but not as bad as Lanai, Lahaina, right in Hawaii. Oh my God, the That's entire like town is gone. Jeebus. Yeah, I, I read about that in Maui. It's just it just blows me away. And uh, Candace was saying before we uh, were on oh, air that you got Botcon coming up. Yeah, we got the convention coming up on the 24th to the 27th in Rutherford, New Jersey. I think it's a big amusement park kind of place, isn't it? Yes, and it's... Uh, American Dream Mall. I'm sorry, again? It's the American Dream Mall. A Dream Mall? American Dream Mall is what it's called. It sounds like a Barbie set. <laughs> I'm thinking Dream Mall. It's what got a Dream t- Mall. It has tons of uh, parks. There's skiing, indoor skiing all year round. There's a swimming pool. There's... It's the mall you go to to shop for dreams. For, yeah. Ah, there you go. Okay, I got it. It's got all kinds of stuff. Uh, well, I've like never been fun. there. But, yeah. Sounds like a fun place. Why am I doing convention? <laughs> I, I should just go there for fun. But... Uh, yeah, Sue Blue will be there. Scott McNeil will be there. Venus Turzel will be there. Nice. I'll be there. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. A lot of Beast Wars Candace people will there. Be there. We'll be doing her art there. Okay. Well, it's close yeah. for her. Just, you know, gets in her car, drives a half an hour, she's there. Uh, it's more than a half an hour. Everywhere <laughs> in America is a half hour drive. It's amazing. 
Yeah, about I know. That. <laughs> well, they think it's like you know, but, you know. But, but here's the thing: you go to England, you drive, uh, you know, a hundred miles, and it takes all day to drive a hundred miles, like literally all day. Yeah, you drive a hundred miles here; it takes two hours, or you know, hour and a half. I guess because everything there. there is so dense, huh? Huh? Yeah, I guess because well, the everything there is like just so densely populated. Well, there's no direct route anywhere. There, there's no highway system, and yeah. Well, they they have the M motorways, but they're like right. tall motorways, and they go just like they go like a subway train. They go like this, straight this way, or straight that way, or straight this way. But they, when you want to get to a particular place, you have to go like this. Yeah. To get there, it's like a rat's maze, you know, with these, there's no direct routes to some towns. I mean, I went, I went uh, with my brother, I t rented a motorhome and went camping up in, um, in Wales a few years ago. And from London to Wales, it's about eh, 350, 400 miles, maybe, to where we were going, Snowdonia. But it took us two days to get there. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because he didn't want to pay for the motorway. <laughs> I'm not paying to get on the motorway. And hitchhiking was, must have made it more, even more difficult. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, it was great. But it's, you know, people don't realize how, how good they have it here in North America with the track, with our road system. Right. Yeah. Built around the highway system. That's it. Especially Nanaimo. <laughs> it's just built. It's a long town built around a highway. It really uh, is. It goes yeah. all the way. It goes all the way almost to uh, where is it? Uh, Courtney. Yeah, yeah Courtney, Courtney and Nanaimo. Yeah. yeah. If we keep getting people moving to the island, it'll just be one long stretch of city. Well, right along the beach there. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Cancun and places like that down in Yucatan. Everything's like 30 miles or you know, not even that. Like there's a five mile strip from the ocean inland. And then it's just nothing but jungle. The highway mm -hmm. is one side of the highway is jungle and the other side is houses. And it's like, you know, five miles or if less than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same with the nine. Well, I remember shooting a shot a movie up there once called uh, Trapped for twenty four hours, and we had that we had the old the new high, when the new highway wasn't completed yet, and that was oh with, yeah, uh, yeah the uh, the the parkway there yeah yeah the parkway and it was with Dakota Fanning and Kevin Bacon oh Courtney that and, one yeah remember that one good one. We shot that up there, and Courtney Love won a piece of work. And mm -hmm. uh, Celine, or not Celine Dion, um, what's her name? Charlie um, Theron. Charlie Theron. Yeah. Charlie Theron and, um, and her, her boyfriend. Oh my God, that was so much fun. But that was massive shots, and like 300 extras and cars, and airplane crashes. And I'm cruising around in a helicopter for. For days that was fun i have to look this movie up huh? <laughs> i'm gonna have to look this movie up i haven't seen actually it. a pretty good movie it's called trapped yeah for 24 hours now 
I'll uh, check it out when we're done recording here. I just got uh, one final question for you, Gary. This, um, I, I like to ask this question of everybody that we interview uh, who was involved with uh, Beast Wars in one way or another. <laughs> it is uh, a, a running gag that me and Cal like to harp on is that uh, it's kind of nebulous and changes from episode to episode how long a cycle is. So, Gary, how long do you suppose a cycle is in the world of Beast Wars? <laughs> the cycle of how long it takes to record it? No, just how long is the cycle that they mention there, in the show? There's a time frame and they use like nanocycles. Oh, this we're not going to be able to like reach base in cycles and Transformers lore. There's like cycle and it seems to be part of a day. Sometimes it's an hour and Oh, one cycle? To my, yeah. my opinion, that one cycle is is the distance between breakfast and lunch. There we go. That's the best <laughs> answer we've heard. That's the best one we've We're got. editing the wiki right now. <laughs> the time between gotta, breakfast and lunch. You've got to plug in, you know, to recharge your batteries. You know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See? You can last one cycle. Yeah. There you go. That makes sense to me. Anyway, all so right. How was that? <laughs> all right, uh, Gary, uh, Candace, thank you so much for being here. It's been a real pleasure. Loved having you on the show. I love being here with you guys and Candace, of course. It's, well, thanks. Comb your hair and everything. Over here, I only had it. I only had it tied back, Gary. All I did was take out the hair tie, and this is the result. Uh, oh, that's what it is. You let it. You let it flow. Yeah, that it's looks magic. Good. Men don't understand called magic. Luxurious. You guys are great. Thank yeah. you very much for a wonderful, entertaining afternoon. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. All right, you guys. Bye. Have a good one. All right. Take care. I'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Too much energy. And that was our interview with Gary Chalk. Uh, once again, I want to extend uh, the utmost gratitude to both him and Candice for uh, being on the show, and uh, hopefully we can have them on the show again some other time. It was, um, it was a real treat. It was a big deal for me, especially for 11-year-old Siege to get to talk to Optimus Primal himself. You should have said that to, to him when he was on here. Next time. Next time. Next time you'll pour your heart out. Um, <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to. I didn't want to fan. No, Candace is always like great. Um, but yeah, it was the. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It was. It was great. He's easy to talk to. I yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah, great, and uh, we got to get into a bunch of local talk because uh, he lives on the west coast of BC, just like we do. Uh, he's pretty familiar with the both the towns that Cal and I live in, which is pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. Run along now, local talk. <laughs> so yeah, once again, that big thanks to uh, to Gary Chalk and Candace for uh, for uh, being on the show. It uh, it was a joy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was episode one twenty eight of Too Much Energon. Best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. We're at the single five dollar Gary tier. You get uh, hours upon hours of exclusive content, including our Patreon exclusive show, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Christopher Siege and Cal, people can follow you at 
Uh, I'm at the Instagram and threads at Calhalla, K-A-L-H-A-L-L-A. But yeah, uh, I make TikToks here and there um, at NeoCal on TikTok. Um, There's something called uh, XYZ or like the Twitter or like whatever, and I'm just, we've abandoned ship. Yeah, yeah, we jump ship I, from Twitter or I barely X posted or, or X, the the, X, the app formerly known as Twitter. X not gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. How have we? How have you not made that joke before? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll be back next time with episode one twenty nine of Too Much Energon, where this time we'll be talking about the first episode of Beast Wars second. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal, your other host. Uh, thanks for listening. We will um, prime jet see you next week. And as always, stay beastly. <laughs> bye bye. Beast War!